You're listening to the Garage Rock Show podcast at thegaragerockshow.com. All right, it is Friday and it's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Dahlia, what's going on? What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners? Aaron, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? And Charles, what is going on? Don't get me flipping up. There you go. <laughs> How are you guys doing this week? It's been a pretty good week. It's starting to get hot. Yes. Isn't it going to be true. in the 90s tomorrow? Yep. I need to like change my attire. Like everything I have is like layers. I don't have anything like appropriate I love it. for the weather. I yeah. love it. I hate the kind of like a hundred right now. I know. It's yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Speaking of summertime, Nine Inch Nails is going to return to the fall this uh, or the road this summer and fall. They're going to be joined by uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. They just announced some tour dates. Uh, the ones that we're going to get here in California. San Francisco, December 3rd, Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, then they're doing four dates in L.A., uh, the 7th through the 12th of December, and apparently uh, it's uh, an attempt to curb scalpers, they're trying to do something different, tickets to the Cold Black and Infinite Tour will be sold in person at each venue's box office, old school, on May 19th, with the exception of Red Rocks, uh, limited quantities of tickets may be released via additional ticketing channels, subject to availability at a later date. So they're not selling these tickets online. They're making people go oh, yeah. to your uh, Smart. Ticket, Ticketmaster outlet or whatever. What do you guys think of that? It's kind of kind of cool. I mean, so you know. Somebody still go up there and buy a bunch of I guess. Well, there's probably going to be a limit. It's probably going to be like a two like or four hard. ticket limit, something like that, I would imagine. Yeah, whoever gets in line first goes to the end of the line. Because I have two extra tickets. You won't have to wait in line, but you got to pay an extra 10 bucks. Uh, I'd do it. Uh, I'd be like, done, okay, I'm going in. Nice. <laughs> I can't say one thing. Uh, Jesus and Mary Kane. Is it blasphemous to say that it sounds like it's actually a <laughs> No. No. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that's where they got it from. <laughs> Jesus and Mary Kane. Well, I think it just means maybe just like the chain of their lineage or something, but the chain of command. Uh, that's horrible. Who knows? The tour uh, comes in support of Nine Inch Nails' new EP, Bad Witch, which is the third and final installment in a trilogy series that began in December 2016 with not the actual events. They have one last year with Ad Violence, so it's just six tracks, and it's going to be released June 22nd. First new music from Nine Inch Nails in uh, quite, quite some time. Uh, have you guys seen Frances Bean Cobain and uh, the music she's making lately? Oh, she's doing music now? Yeah. Uh, well, watch. I'll, the hoop time? I will show you this uh, Instagram. You can check her out on Instagram. Uh, she's got uh, her own Instagram page for Frances Bean Cobain. It's called Space Witch 666 You can search for it on her Instagram page. And uh, it's uh, kind of a trip, man, seeing uh, little, uh, little Frances Bean here. Check her out. We'll play this video. It's uh, so crazy how she just looks like, like exactly like her mom and her dad. Like yeah. if, you know those when they have those things where like you want to see what your baby looks like, and they take two pictures and they hold them <laughs> in one. And that's exactly what she looks like. Yeah, you're right. She's a little, a little grunger. Mm-hmm. So there you go, uh, little Frances Bean, following in her dad's footsteps, so, so to speak. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, I don't 20, know. 22, 23? So, somewhere around there. Makes us all really old. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's pretty cool. Good luck for, you know. Okay, no her. drugs, little Francis. Yes. No shotguns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay away from those things, right? And we'll be all right. 
Uh, okay, the used have filing a, a, strain, a restraining order against their former guitarist, Justin Shikoski. This is kind of crazy. The band apparently fired him earlier this year after Shikoski sent a text to his former bandmates in which he threatened to effing hang himself in the middle of a show. Uh-huh. Other texts allegedly found him threatening violence against the band, claiming those Fs ruined my life and stole all my creative work. As part of the restraining order, Shikoski has to remain 100 yards away from all members of the group at all times. Nice. It's a you crazy you, threat. I'm going to hang myself in the middle of a show. Yeah. They're like, nuts. okay. <laughs> I can't believe you got a, cut off. They got a restraining order. Like, I mean, this guy, my sister is an HR manager. And at one point, at like a big store here in Merced, and at one point, this guy came in that kind of had like a thing for her. And he like flipped out, whatever, maybe drugs or whatever. He followed her around the store, oh, screaming geez. that he was going to kill her, take wow. off her skin and wear it. And, oh, and not only geez. did tons of people witness this, but they that they they grabbed him and had to escort him out of the store. So I went with her to the police station to file for a restraining order, and they said, "I swear to God," they said, uh, uh, "They said, yeah, we, we would need a little bit more than that." What more do you need? <laughs> yeah, it was so we were flabbergasted. We, we were there for like thirty minutes trying to convince them. Well, to so give them a order. so in that in that in that. <laughs> uh, she needs to actually put the lotion in the back. <laughs> right? I mean, terrible. so if they got the restraining order approved, then then it must have been some solid evidence for for them to approve it, right? Well, he said effing, <laughs> and that's important. <laughs> serious, death serious. All right. You think so? Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Well, maybe they should. Damn it! They should let him. They'd be like, "This is stage performance. His last and final show." <laughs> Come on. Let's not He's encourage a it. Suicide hotline. This guy is a hot mess. Clearly. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins filming a new video for their upcoming single Solara on Tuesday. people. <laughs> Frontman William Corgan released a photo of the video. Finds him standing next to a birdcage. Look at this. Uh, I saw that. This video. Yeah, William Corgan. So he's like. <laughs> he's William now. He's seen the reptile people. Yep. So here's the photo. Check it out. It's just like that. Uh, what was that one video? Yeah. Yeah, he's bullet just, with butterfly wings. Bullet with butterfly wings. Thank you. Cages. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It looks just like that video. Yeah, looks like an old school smashing pumpkin. <laughs> looks like a nice. <laughs> is that like his religion or something? Wasn't he? Isn't that one still of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite all his rape. Uh, <laughs> good. All right, there's Tobias Forge. Uh, uh, that Charles uh, uh, is, is saying it's a fake name. Actually, not awesome fake name. <laughs> uh, original idea for Ghost. He says he's a frontman of Ghost. He says it was uh, more of like a musical theater type of thing. He said, "Quote: Ever since I was a kid, I always liked going to certain musicals like Cats and Phantom of the Opera. You know that show starts at a certain time and the story's over at a certain time, and you don't have to think too much about what happened before and after. That's what I was trying to get to. That's what I was trying to create. I can see that." So, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, he's always been a very theatrical band and stuff. And I guess uh, that just kind of asks the question, you know, should, is that kind of lacking in a lot of other bands, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. I mean, think of the, the, the great, right, like Queen and uh, um, and Pink Floyd and, and 
Right, they all had concept albums, very theatrical, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's a documentary about um, late Metallica bassist Cliff Burton that's online now. It's on YouTube. Nice. Uh, It's pretty cool. Uh, It's called The Salvation Kingdom. It's a new 90-minute movie feature uh, uh, featuring previously untold stories of the life. Basically, it's all uh, by his uh, biological older sister, Connie Burton. She answers questions in the film about who her brother was, what he was like as a child, eccentric habits, his uh, views on God, the devil. Also probes what Metallica might have been like if Cliff never joined the group. If you guys don't know, it was kind of interesting. He was asked to join Metallica in 1982 after the band saw him perform with his group at the time. It was called Trauma. Well, the bassist wasn't willing to move to L.A., where Metallica was based at the time. So they decided to move to San Francisco area so he would join. And that's when he joined and made his first three albums, Kill Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets. But it's kind of funny, Metallica's always, you know, hung their laurels on the fact that they're a Bay Area band. Yep. But they would have never even been there if it wasn't for Cliff That's awesome. So that's kind of a pretty cool little thing, right? For all of you uh, people that were born after 1995, uh, <laughs> yeah. if, uh, if you really want to know, if you really want to hear some Cliff Burton bass, um, you go see his, uh, or you go listen to his solo on Kill Em All. Right, right. With Anesthesia pulling teeth. Yeah, baddest bass solos ever. Yeah, he was, he was amazing, and his life, of course, got shut, uh, cut short when he was on the road, and they had that tour bus accident, and, uh, you know, just tragically cut short, crazy stuff. But in honor of him and his life, February 10th this year was proclaimed Cliff Burton Day by the Alameda County Supervisors. Wow. That's awesome. So it would have turned 56 years old, and they declared Cliff Burton Day on his birthday, so pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on. Def Leppard? Def Leppard recording new material, but I mean, you know, yeah, honestly, it's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, that shit all sounds the same to me. <laughs> me it, you know, they try, they try and, they try their darndest to, I don't know, stay like kind of innovative and stuff, but they just, they captured something at the time in the 80s with the 80s music production, and they never got that in my opinion, they never lost that kind of sound and style to their music. Yeah. No matter what era we're in, it's always going to sound like Def Leppard, right? They didn't right? evolve. Yeah. No, with I their, guess that's what I'm trying to say. With their music. Let's get the rock out of here. And it's always <laughs> yeah. going to sound like Def Leppard from the 80s, which is oh, not yeah. a bad thing. I mean, you know, I'm not shitting on Def Leppard by any means, but just saying you know it's like i will i will shit on them right now i'm I'm just telling them like come out with something challenging come out with something different you know instead of uh cashing in on that kind of old school stuff i don't know i'm sorry listeners but um but when my kid was five he could write better lyrics than pour some sugar on me (laughs) in the name of love (laughs) and a limerick at in kindergarten he could have had better lyrics i agree The only reason why people like the band is because they had like a one-legged drummer or something. <laughs> one arm. <laughs> one arm. <laughs> one-legged. He was Close straight, enough. He was straight out of a Tom Clancy novel. <laughs> he got in a tragic car accident and uh, yeah, he, he lost his arm, but he uh, actually plays on a modified kit to where you can't even tell. It sounds like he's he does the snare stuff with his feet and different yeah. things. It's kind of neat. He also killed Harrison Ford's wife. That's, that's, that is not true. <laughs> that's Charles. Uh, the one-armed man. Classic stuff. Fugitive, 1992. If you're born after 1995, you won't get oh that joke. God. All of Charles's jokes go way over my head. Like, I was just like, that's, that's going to be a remake. And 
Fugitive. The Fugitive? No. It is. Please don't call that. That was a good oh, yeah. movie. I know. That's yeah. what I mean. Why remake yeah. it? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. who's going to yeah. do that better than Harrison Ford? Right. Harrison Ford's Seriously. still alive. No, Tommy Lee Jones, Harrison Ford. That was yeah. That oh, was yeah. He great. just died Iconic. in Star Wars. He's alive in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to be super cheesy. Yeah. They're going to How dare gonna bring John claude Van Damme back for that one. God. Mike is attacking me over here. Don't draw you listeners. Mike just straight up attacked Misty. <laughs> Watch out, Mike. And she made this grimace like she was getting punched. <laughs> I did. <laughs> we were like, we need to do it, record this live. Because if we did that on slow mo, I'd be like, oh, that would have yeah. been good. All right, here's two names you probably didn't expect to see sharing a headline hip hop legend Ice Cube and former Dr- Donald Trump strategist Steve Bannon. <laughs> According to a bizarre news story, a uh, $1.2 billion lawsuit was filed by Ice Cube and his business partner, Jeff Quatinets, alleging Ooh. that the Qatari government sought to bribe Bannon via the duo after investing in Ice Cube's basketball league, Big Three. Mm. So Ice Cube's partner... Is that the oh. league with the, the three? It would be three on, yeah. uh, three, on three, three, three tournaments. Three. Remember we were of, talking about that. That would be pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. And, and his NBA dudes, right? Like retired guys. Yeah, and, yeah right. That would yeah. be pretty dope, like a pickup game. Like That That's would be pretty That awesome. was his idea behind this tournament. So he was going around getting investors for this, right? It was called Big Three. So, uh, okay, so Quatinets, which is the uh, friend of Ice Cube, court documents reveal called Bannon a former colleague and personal friend. The story goes something like this, that Ahmed Al-Rumali, a member of the Qatari royal family, agreed to invest, get this, $20.5 million in uh, the big three, which is Ice Pocket Cube's. change to them. Well, sure, but I mean. In Qatar. Not a startup like league. Yeah. League. Right. You know, be pretty deep paper, at least oh, two yeah. commercials. Yeah. Well, ended up dodging calls after putting up only seven and a half instead of the 20. When Cube and Quatinets tried to get the rest of the money, he began persistently inquiring about wanting to meet with Mr. Bannon, who was at time still Trump's chief strategist. His efforts appeared to intensify after Bannon left both the White House and later the alt-right news site Breitbart, the latter of which found him losing the financial backing of hedge fund billionaire Robert Mercer. In the lawsuit, uh, he's claiming that Al-Rumali asked to set up a meeting with Bannon so that the Qatari government could convey a message from them to Steve Bannon. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, was he was basically... Big three. Yeah, it was never about the never big three basketball it. thing. He was just doing it to get That uh, was their way to weasel... Right. Oh, yeah. Weasel Absolutely. in under the radar. And it seems like a lot of the stuff in this uh, White House is uh, up for sale, so to speak, that to the highest bidder you can come and get access to this White House and that's oh, like the Cohen it's, news yeah this week it's horrible it's we're not going to delve too much into it we're not a political show but nope. it is definitely going on in our world and everybody needs to be aware of what's what's going on so it is a spectacle check it out regardless it's, of your it's wild yeah regardless of your political opinion um, it is a spectacle right now yeah it's crazy to live right now in this time like usually you would see political spectacles happen like once every you know a couple of years yeah this is once a year this once in a lifetime it is crazy so it's kind of crazy just how this far reaching this is into the the lives of ice cube and his basketball tournament that is crazy the qatari government is somehow trying to access steve bannon through that it's just wild but you know cube and bannon sounds like a really cool radio show (laughs) (laughs) like that'd be a great collaboration right good tour steve bannon opens opens up the show by you know kind of talking about his wild views on life yeah ice cube comes out there and 
yeah. fuck the police. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they end the show with, like, today was a good day. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, oh, I'm going to give that away. Uh, on this day in rock history trivia, guys, let's move on. So, Friday, May 11th, on this day in 1981. Many musicians died in the early 80s from various things, but what musician below died on this day in 1981 from melanoma and the form of cancer? Was it A, Muddy Waters, B, Buddy Rich, or C, Bob Marley? What do you guys think? Bob Marley died from... Actually, Bob Marley uh, died from uh, melanoma. Did he really? Mm -hmm. Is that it? I watched watched a documentary on Bob Marley. So I better be right. <laughs> I better be right. Okay. Really? Well, I Some guess the, I'm all going of these, I will. Uh, yeah, okay. Like a trusted. I'm not going to disagree with it for now, but I'm saying that all of these people on here have died from natural causes that are either heart attack, cancer, or something else. So muddy water died from muddy water. <laughs> it was a bacterial Just infection. Drank, drank muddy water his whole <laughs> life and yeah. finally caught up with it. And that's a new craze right now. So it's coming back. Like people drinking muddy water. Have you right. heard about this? Yeah. No, you haven't heard about this? No. People are drinking, uh, look it up. I'm this up right now. People are drinking like yuppies and like started like in, um, in the, uh, you know, the, the valley. Like all these yuppies are drinking natural water. And this is water that hasn't been distilled or cleaned or processed in any way like straight up from lakes and creeks and stuff like that but so it's full of all kinds of dirt and nastiness and bacteria and stuff that like human beings shouldn't drink you just ask bear grills and why are they drinking it what's it's, the it's, point it's like a yuppie thing like they, they it cool, man. yeah it's no it's i think crazy. it's it's got it there's something else here that, that, that sounds wild look it up i, right. I swear listeners look it up drinking dirty water mm-hmm Okay, right. so it was Bob Marley. Bob Marley died at this uh, on this day in 1981. Dies at the age of 36 after a long battle with cancer. Marley first, you know, uh, uh, became international reggae superstar after blending elements of rock and R&B into his sound, which was totally different than any of uh, the reggae stuff that was coming out in Jamaica at the time. During his ascent, Marley in- was injured in a soccer game when another player's cleat punctured the big toe of his right foot. So it gets infected, and in 1977, doctors tell him that he needs to have it amputated. So Marley ignores this advice on the basis of his Rastafarian religion, figuring his faith will heal him. He continues to deny treatment as though the Manila, uh, excuse me, he continues to deny treatment even as the melanoma develops in the toe and spreads through his body, eventually killing him. Yeah. Oh, I thought melanoma was like a, uh, like an airborne. Oh, no. I thought it was like a no. lung. Like melanoma thing. could be like skin cancer. Oh, it's skin all, cancer. All, all yes. Oh, stuff. man. Jeez. Hey, yeah, I was thinking skin cancer. Yeah. So I had heard that skin story cancer. with the amputated toe before. So I didn't. I didn't put him. Yeah. yeah. I was a different type of infection or something, but yep, so. I clearly know nothing about Bob Marlin passing away on this day in 1981. Should have just got some treatment, huh? I know. How old would he be now? Yeah. Dude, that's a good question. I don't know off the top of my head. And could you imagine all the collaborations he would have done? Oh, yeah. Just all the new stuff. I mean, God, you think about that. Like, He'd be like 75. 75? 75 or 74. Yeah. All right, some new tunes on this week. Uh, new tunes this week on The Garage. Tune in tomorrow night, 105.7 FM, 1660 AM. Streaming online anytime, 1057thebear.com. We'll be playing some new stuff from Touche Amore, Skating Polly. 
white denim, Pennywise, Mad Caddies, weathered statues, Ice Age, Middle Kids, Jungle at the Gates, Taki. Yeah, and they got some new stuff, and it's a killer track. Uh, at the Gates, Taki, Ian Moore, Parker Millsap, Dirty Projectors, Beach House, and more. Make sure you guys can check it out. Also, out today, some new albums. First new album from the Arctic Monkeys in quite some time. Uh, it's called Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, Bad Wolves, Beach House, Rye Cooter. That's pretty cool. Uh, legendary all, all old school cool. guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seven Dust, All I See Is War, Simeon Mobile Disco coming out with something new as well. Uh, let's move on to the movie news corner as well as the hot topics and headlines from around the world. I thought this was kind of funny. There's a California um, 7-Eleven in Modesto that's close oh, yeah. to us here. Oh, yeah, uh, this guy, Suki Sandu, says his cu- uh, customers tell him they feel safer since he started blasting classical music <laughs> and occasionally an opera over outdoor speakers of a 7-Eleven. Uh, he explains it's part of 7-Eleven program that encourages non-confrontational methods to reduce loitering. Uh, he adds that it's awesome. been work. Yeah, he that adds that it's awesome. been so successful. Yeah. On the news, yeah. He plans to introduce it at other stores he owns in Central California, That's so we could be getting uh, an I hour. I would just hang out there and listen. Yeah. I love classical old intellectual dudes <laughs> hang out there. They start loitering and little and start talking set. philosophies. <laughs> I'll bet you anything that uh, that uh, somewhere in that store, Suki Sandu has a lightsaber. Because that is a name straight out of Star Wars. It does sound like a Jedi master. Yeah, Suki Sandu. Right. Uh, this is kind of crazy and sad at the same time. Jeffrey Tambor, he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we all know him from Arrested Development. Oh, he had the... Wasn't he, like, being accused of sexual harassment? Yeah, that's what this is about. He was uh, ousted from Transparent, his show that he's been on over alleged uh, allegations of sexual harassment. And won an Emmy for. That's right. By the way. So he's confirmed to appear in the upcoming fifth season of Arrested Development on Netflix. Uh, David Cross, with one of his co-stars, previously stood behind him in the wake of the allegations. The premiere date uh, of uh, Arrested Del- Development has yet to be uh, set, but several months uh, have passed since he got ousted from Amazon's Transparent. It was an Amazon original series. And he says, quote, this is the first time I've talked about this ever. Sat down with uh, uh, interviewer Jill Soloway from the show's executive producer. Uh, so anyway, a bunch of accusations uh, surfaced, uh, and so I don't know. I mean, I don't want to start reading all this stuff necessarily, but um, apparently, yeah, he's he stood by his original account that while he did not always use the best judgment, he never sexually harassed anyone. So maybe he didn't do things that were kosher, but he said he was. He said I was. I was an asshole. I was mean. Um, right. And I and I didn't. You know, then they didn't deserve me being that mean, but. I didn't harass anybody, and here's here's the thing that I have with it. Like I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a supporter of the Me Too movement, and I and I, I uh, you know women should be of course should be treated equally and respected in the workplace, right? Um, but right now, unfortunately, it's a very um, guilty till, till proven innocent type scenario for some of these people. Not all of them. Some of them are legit assholes, right? Some of them deserve to be taken down a peg or completely removed, like the Weinstein's. But like. There is a couple of people like Austin Campbell over here that just they just dropped the they dropped it the mic on him like immediately without maybe pursuing that a little further. Right. What do you think, Dahlia? Just judging by just kind of what's what's here. Well, fair enough. There are clearly um, claims that were substantiated yeah. during their investigation right. to get him to where he's at now. Um, because 
without the substantiated claims that wouldn't have even come forward in the media front. Right. So there yeah, yeah, must yeah. have been witnesses to this over a long period of time, what have you. So I you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. You think I don't there was, see though? yeah, I I don't know. I don't know anything about this claim. Yeah, because all we've seen are the allegations. Exactly. So, so yeah. Until they get proven in court, like what happened with Bill Cosby, we can sit here and speculate all we want about these guys, right? But, but we weren't there. We weren't. We're not presented the, the evidence. And so, so until it's presented in the court of law in the proper form, then that's what should happen. But right now, it's like what Charles is saying: everybody's guilty until proven innocent because yeah. it's the the social media courts that see these stories that put yep. somebody makes some flashy statement like with Aziz and Zari and yeah. some of these other guys that have a bad date. And then all of a sudden it turns into this, like, he's some kind of predator or something. Yeah. But it's like, no, you know, you could have left the apartment at any time, but you chose to stick around. Yeah. And then you coming out like, oh, it was this horrible traumatic experience. It's like, well, that's that's a little bit different, you know? That's a good example. The Aziz Ansari thing was exactly what I was talking and about. And it's a miscommunication like a, a and example. a misunderstanding. Like, he thought something else. She thought something else. And there was something there that they're like, you know, we're not on the same level here. This isn't working. It's not, you know, this is weird. It's awkward. Yeah. And that happens to people all the time in life. And you shouldn't be chastised or uh, ruined, get your career ruined over things like that. I think. But who knows? I mean, you never know where that kind of line is. It seems like it's um, pretty blurry these days. Yeah, that's true. That, uh, how far is too far and what's truly inappropriate, what's career-ending well, inappropriate. No means no. No, of so course. Well, that's says, definitely inappropriate. No. Yeah. Right. I'm uncomfortable. Right. Then, then you leave. Then she should leave, right? Yeah, but if, if you're able to leave. But if she sticks around in the apartment and hangs out well, it's, and it's kind of a, sits there I don't the know. I'm not uh, familiar with that case, but it seems like it's a he said, she said Right, and that's what a situation. lot of this stuff comes down to. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean is that uh, Bill Cosby was trying. That was his defense. Oh, it's he said, she said. But no, he admitted to take, yeah, giving, dropping the drugs giving the drink. wayludes to these women. Yeah. yeah, but I will, like myself, and <laughs> I think that. almost every single woman that I know that's in my life has been sexually Sexually harassed. Oh, at least once. In, at least once. Yeah. And it's it's oh, re- it's really really. It is. It's bad. out of hand and it needs to be contained. Like, what about right. And all this stuff is good. It is happening. It's good. And you know, some casualties I think are going to happen. Whereas he's mm-hmm. sorry, John Liftow. Maybe they were kind of on the border of being creepy and weird or something. Yeah. But it wasn't by any means a rape or some kind of sexual predator. I'm going to seduce this woman w- against her will. Yeah. Type of thing. You know, well, like good Harvey example. Weinstein. I mean, he, yeah. that guy was a creep. He. Yeah. You know, leverage his account with uh, movies and things like that to be able to get these women in bed with him. I mean, yep. same thing with Cosby. It was all the women were basically saying, oh, you yeah. know, we wanted to, we didn't say anything because we wanted our career to, you know, go go well, and I wanted my job to work out, and that's the it's and Matt crazy Lauer too, right? It was a bit Matt Lauer. Oh yeah, well that's a whole another story. I mean, yeah, he's. Well, him and uh, Charlie Rose, too. Charlie yep. Rose, the, the news commentator guy mm-hmm. from, um, what is he, on ABC? Mm-hmm. Um, he's all, he, what, you remember always seeing those clips of him and um, his female co-host where he'd always be like, oh, you're just so beautiful. Yeah. And he'd say all these weird things all the time, you know, and they're <laughs> always like, oh, Charlie, oh, Charlie, you know. And it's just like, They're dude, quit being a fucking creepy-ass yeah. old yeah. man 
saying all this weird shit all the time. Let him, well, they've been getting away with it for so long. I know. You yeah. know, times have changed. I think a lot of the, the the male generation now, female, like whatever, it doesn't matter. People in general have an awareness toward it. It's a respect issue, really, yeah. is what it boils down to. Respect people's boundaries. You know, ask open-ended questions with the person you're hanging out with. Like, where are you at? When you first meet somebody, obviously, you don't want to just, like, go right for it. Yeah. But yep. And men, stop assuming. Stop being dicks. Yeah. <laughs> stop using your power and influence. Yeah. To, you know, You'll never things. know what a woman is thinking, so don't even try. <laughs> that is very Usually. true. That's yeah. some sage advice right there. Usually for me, they're thinking, what do you think about this, Dahlia? You. <laughs> assume assume that every. What do you think about this? We were talking about remakes and remakes that shouldn't be done. Uh, Pet Cemetery, Stephen King's legendary film. John Lithgow will play the sweet, lonely neighbor Jug Crandall Aww. in the new film adaptation. Of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. The film tells Paramount Pictures it's going to be shot this summer, releasing April nineteenth, twenty nineteen. So, what do you think of that? I know. I feel the same. Way. I love Stephen King. Play. It'll be pretty cool, probably. I don't know. Well, I'm not a fan of John Lithgow. Do you think I mean, it's going to be a better remake like the way they did it? With like, because I'm a huge good. fan of that. It was. Good. I thought that it was, was good. And the new Predator it played, was good too. Well, it w- it the movie that they created <laughs> finally as Stephen King. It actually played along the storyline with the book. Yes, um, right. John Lithgow, he just seems kind of comical to me, so it's more of like a it's a horror. Oh, did story. you ever see Dexter when right. he was a serial killer? Oh, oh he was super no. creepy and really good. Okay, yeah, that's, so that is true. He could play a maybe others have a different perception than I do. That was probably the best uh, season of Dexter. Okay. Well, I will definitely watch it if it comes out because I love seeing. Have you guys been hearing about the Hawaiian volcano going on? Oh, yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, destroyed 26 Today. homes so far. More than 1,700 residents have been evacuated through the Leilani Estates, uh, where lava, toxic gas have been spewing through uh, openings in the ground. Uh, here's a crazy video. I don't know if you guys saw this video. I know. Of, of, the, car? of the car getting engulfed yeah. in the yeah. lava. That is crazy. You haven't seen this, Dolly? No. no. Supposedly, where is this lava? You need a- I know, right? <laughs> This lava's coming up out of the ground like like miles away, isn't it, from the from the main volcano site? Right, but it's move, it moves pretty fast in the end. Yeah. Okay. Here's a here's it's a different video. This isn't course, the one like that. The only thing. This isn't Didn't the one that they, shows the car. There was no. But. Um, oh jeez. There was no like uh, like alert or awareness. That no, this they're, they know. So this, they're just letting it happen. This, and they're just well, taking videos. What, what do you mean <laughs> letting it happen? You can't stop mother. They already well, they're staying. They're staying there. Still, why are oh, they where are they also going to go? They're on an island. The island is saying no. <laughs> and the lava can't take a hint. <laughs> Just stop, lava. <laughs> right? Crazy, huh? So, yeah, that sucks. What island is that on? The island of Kuwa. The big Wa. island. Kilauea? Kilauea. Kilauea? Kilauea? So, Wai-Wai-Lu. Uh, John Oliver, it was hilarious. He uh, he had his you know show on HBO that he does, uh, and he uh, actually has this funny thing going on with Russell Crowe, where him and they take jabs at each other. And um, basically, the whole thing was Russell Crowe had a divorce recently, and yeah. he had an auction where he was selling off a bunch of his shit. And John Oliver bought the jock strap he wore in Cinderella oh, Man yeah. for seven thousand dollars. Yeah. 
so we'll just to like fuck with him like just because he wanted to it was funny and then so russell yeah. crow to get back at him named a koala chlamydia chlamydia award in australia after him and john oliver said quote this may be the honest honestly the greatest thing i've ever seen he said on his sunday's episode he's before jokingly revealing that when he first started the show this is the his one and only go goal in life was to start a koala <laughs> chlamydia award yeah and Which people is, freaked yeah when and he said that he quit yeah there, here's the out. here's the twitter thing like he posted on his twitter uh page and basically everybody thought it was real everybody thought yeah. like oh god the show's over he really he really is gonna just walk off the set here yeah uh and uh he posted this little video of him kind of walking off the set he's like i'm done this is it i'm out of here people were demanding to like boycott boycott he dropped the mic. yeah, yeah he, dropped the mic. he dropped the mic he dropped the mic the lights went off on the set and they shut off you know kind of classic style and everybody's <laughs> like oh no that's it that, that, that really is it but no it's all it's a joke it's hilarious uh drunken johnny depp you guys hear about this oh yeah this is all over the news right now drunken johnny depp attacks man on film set he told the guy, I'll give you $100,000 to punch me right now. He yelled at this guy. Nice. Uh, he's on this movie, uh, on the set of this movie called Labyrinth. It's a real-life story of LAP detective Russell Poole, who probed the murder of Biggie Smalls. Uh, Depp plays Poole in the film. So is this a remake of Labyrinth, or is this a Biggie Smalls? No, this is a different, yeah, it's not Labyrinth with David Bowie. Okay. Yeah, but no, but um, in the movie, he, he plays a detective, but he's dressed in David Bowie's garb <laughs> with the big coffee as the Goblin King with the crystal awesome. ball like, yeah and he's like Tuna. that's how he say it solves crimes is with his crystal ball <laughs> dance dance biggie dance <laughs> just dance <laughs> Alright, so apparently uh, Johnny's friends were in the scene. Like, Johnny Depp brought his friends like oh, yeah. onto the set. He's like, yeah, hey, you know, I'm going to have my friends come in here and do this scene, okay? Drink some beer. And so all the fucking production people were pissed. They're like, what the hell is going on? They eventually had to rap for the day. Director Brad Furman told the location manager to inform Depp. That's when the problem started. He took a swing at the location manager, and the, the guy said he had been, quote, smoking and drinking all day on set. Uh, Furman disputes the story. Uh, John, De- they say, "quote Johnny Depp is a consummate professional, great collaborator, blah blah blah, yeah. and all this shit." You know, it's like, yeah, I could totally see him doing that. Well, listen to like all the like his ex girlfriends and wives and stuff. They're like, yeah. this guy's belligerent. He He's had a crazy. very public, ugly, ugly split up with his ex wife Amber Heard, who accused him of physical and mental abuse. So, I mean, it's, you know, playing right into all that, right? Any anybody who who spends all this time making these movies and then says, "I don't watch my own movies," like after they're made, they're full of shit. Yeah, totally full of shit. They're full of shit, and they're totally crazy and fucking narcissistic, probably. Uh, High rents. We all know high rents are really bad in in everything right now, especially in the Central Valley, California. So here's the thing. A lot of people are co-living. This has already been going on, I think, in the Central Valley. We all know families. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I live with my life. We're co-living. No, but apparently a co-living is basically a thing with millennials here, older people too as well. ABC News reporting that a co-living startup called Common that was uh, homes in New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Washington is getting 1,000 applications per week for its 500 bedrooms. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Oh, my God. So what do you think of the idea of co-living, you know, which is like college living people that have their own rooms, but they share the living room or, uh, I I mean, it's like having a roommate, right? Back in when we got out of high school, but it's miserable and it sucks. No one likes uh, that shit. Roommates stealing your food. 
stoner yeah, yeah top ramen junk and then everybody's some yeah. guy staying up late in the living room until 2 a.m. every night I had a, a roommate that uh, that came over from, from uh, lived in a, in a distant island uh, he came over and his name was Balky we had a we had all kinds Balky like yeah, for we real had, yeah we were perfect strangers perfect strangers thing. really yeah, we no, had you're a, making this we had a lot of issues. We got in a lot of hijinks. It was cool, but we were co-living. And it was filmed on we TV. Were co-living. It was like three or four seasons of this. Hijinks, right? Nuts. Just some <laughs> cultural differences. Oh, God. All right. What about taking a lift instead of an ambulance? I would do it. What do you think, Aaron? If you were, uh, you know, we all know the cost of taking an ambulance is like super I mean, high. What type of position are you in? Are you dying or are you just hurt your I feel like my, my arm's numb. I don't really myself. know what's going drive on. You're, you drive you got drive yourself? You would drive yourself <laughs> yeah. instead of taking a lift? If it's that much of an emergency, you probably need an ambulance. They have the proper stuff on hand to, to help you out. True, right. Versus a lift driver, driver yeah. who doesn't know what's going on. If you caught up at red lights and whatnot. If you need to get what to if, the hospital, you got to What if you sprained your ankle? And you could, well, no, if you couldn't. Let's say, theoretically, you sprained your ankle that was on the gas pedal and brakes and theoretically you couldn't drive yourself it's not that expensive if you have the, the choice like between a lift or an ambulance i mean if it's like that yeah and i have no other ride and no insurance yeah, I theoretically I would definitely call do that before yeah because it's like three or four grand it's like three or four grand just yep. for the ride happening you want to the okay well yeah that'd be the one circumstance i guess yeah okay. other than that so Lyft is saying basically they're aware of this. They both acknowledge the importance of connecting people in care, so they created services for that with some very clear margins. Uber Health and Lyft Concierge were both created with shuttling customers to a doctor's appointments in mind. So, like, that's kind of different, though, right? Yeah. That's like if I have uh, um, diabetic treatment or um, dialysis. Dialysis, yeah. yeah, they'll take you. But if you're but, bleeding or something, then they can't—they shouldn't be allowing you inside their bloodborne pathogens no. and stuff like that. Right. Uh, apparently, you can tell the doctor, treatment center, or care center, that, and they set up the ride for you. That is, if they are one of the organizations that has signed up for Uber Health since it launched on March 1st, so you can ask them, and they'll actually set you up with that. It's kind of cool. What if they have like you know, like when you go to the doctor's office and they have the paper that they put over the seat that you sit on? Oh. What if they've just got that paper all over the ride and then they take it off like every passenger? <laughs> that would help keep it That's clean. True. Uh, okay. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Netflix is killing your sex life. It turns out, you know, Netflix and chill isn't all the way that everybody always thought it was. A new study from researchers at Lancaster University analyzed evidence from nearly 4,000, or excuse me, 400 devices to show that peak electricity usage is now much later than it used to be specifically between 10 and 11, thanks to streaming services like Netflix, YouTube, and others, it's believed, here's the deal, that the findings could support a theory uh, who says couples are less interested in sex because they are watching TV in bed. He goes as far as predicting that by the year 2030, couples will not have sex at all. <laughs> it tracks up until that statement. <laughs> it's like, yeah, by 2030, they're not going to have sex at I all. Think but that's I a little outlandish, but I, I kind of get his point that I maybe people are becoming so disconnected with each other that they're interested in watching the latest episode of whatever yeah. instead of... What's that one movie with Sylvester Stallone and... Uh... Demolition Man. Yeah. 
What can we do the old-fashioned way? Yeah. You know, the, the hunga chunga. <laughs> the ice is like all these stupid fucking the, the, the limbo, the something the the limbo, the <laughs> You know, like a donkey puncher. Yeah, you know, that's what I like. I like to punch my women while I have sex with them. No, Sylvester, you can't do that. No, come on. Taco Bell isn't the, uh, yeah, I'm tiny, the last uh, makeup food. It's a nasty. Crazy stuff. Turn off the TV and connect with people you love. I guess yeah. that's Mario's story there. Amazon starting to can- scan customers' bodies in the name of online shopping. Here's the thing. Uh, Amazon has recently acquired a computer vision startup called Body Labs. And the company's subsequent development of a 3D body scanning team, it seems the company is aiming to have the knowledge to help you find clothing that fits your body perfectly. Love it. So... Apparently, they allow you can allow yourself to be scanned, and you can get Amazon gift cards worth up to two hundred fifty dollars if you let them do this kind of thing. Awesome! Would you do it? Hell yeah! Would you do it, Dolly? I don't know. Aaron? Where is that information going? Would you let going? them scan your body for a two hundred fifty dollars gift card? Sure, why not? I, I mean, I I would because it's okay. So like my issue with shirts, specifically shirts. As that I'll, I'll either find something that like I agree is, with is you on this man. It's right here. Yeah, the or, way extra large and large, I'm fucking pissed at yeah. the way these shirts are yeah, designed. Yeah, yeah. They're either too wide and too short. When you go yeah. from large to XL. Yeah, it just gets wider. Yeah, and the sleeves get longer, and they don't get any it longer. It doesn't really for length, really, does it? Exactly. No, it no, makes you look like an orchid. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. and I hate that because I'm I'm right in the middle. I feel like I'm between a large and an extra large. Yeah. Like I'm not a fucking extra large, huge fat man with a gigantic gut. Yeah, but I'm not a large like slim. When I was in high school, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. So Me I'm too. like right, right there. So I kind of like this idea too. Oh, I love like, it. I, and then he, when you finally do get That's a shirt slim. that fits like perfect, that like actually like it, you know, it's not all high like an aerosol right. shirt or whatever. And then you know, and it, it, it fits well if you wear it until it's yeah, you wear destroyed. the shit out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you wear and like then four days yeah. a week. Yep, I hear you then. Uh, That's so, yeah. why you buy if you find something that you like. This is what I do. I have. I always do that. I'm wearing this black buy and white striped dress. If I like a pair, long, I like a certain and, shirt, and it's a white. I buy and every black color of it. Yes, I actually shorts, have two of these. Every color. Yeah. I have two of these because I know this is not gonna last. It's gonna get ruined. So I have another one. A backup. As a backup. No, because I, I only love like two the things fit I wear. But I have like eight colors of each of them. Oh, there you go. go. Exactly. The shorts I'm wearing now, I have these in like five colors, and the shirt I have in about five. Yep, that's perfect. Pretty much all I. That's all you need. I'm the same way. I at least buy two of each color. Like if I a good pair of shorts, I'll at least buy another color on top of the one that I just bought. I'm I'm the same way. It's because you never so you, you, you never Amazon. get some good stuff to fit. So thank you Amazon, neat. thank you Jeff Bezos. I want to do it. I want my two hundred fifty dollars gift card. I want to. I think they need to pay us two hundred fifty dollars just for plugging them like six or seven times. Right <laughs> I, know, now. Right? Oh, I know, right? I know. But, you know but... We'll send you the bill, Amazon. That's the way it works. Uh, a woman allegedly blew up some pee in a Seven Eleven microwave. Ooh, Ooh, great. Oh, yeah. So think about that when you heat up your burrito. Yeah, uh, Seven Eleven. A woman in Aurora, Colorado, has been cited for property damage. She allegedly used a 7-Eleven microwave, heat up a white plastic bottle filled with urine last week. The bottle blew up in the process. How long did she put it on for? <laughs> pee actually know, dripped right? out of the machine. What was in her 26-year-old Angelique Sanchez allegedly I left mean, the convenience store after the incident. Police found her at a nearby clinic where she was due to take a urinalysis test for a potential employer. So here's the deal. The no, no, no. 
Okay, here's the thing. 15 seconds tops. People, it's it's widely known that if you're going to try and fake a drug test, you need to have some urine that's warm. That's warm. Body yeah. temperature, right? Yeah. So this fucking idiot 500 chick degrees warm. goes into 7-Eleven. She probably put it on. She thought she was putting it on 15 seconds. She probably put it on a minute and a yeah. half or something. Oh, God. Was starting to do something around the store. Yeah. Something forgotten. Fucking thing blew up like halfway through it. Aurora has had, had some tough years. <laughs> Aurora really has that. She big, was cited for damaging the $500 microwave, and she was not allowed to take her drug test that day. So, a bad, a bad day all around. Yeah, <laughs> that's wow. hilarious. She okay. like brings it in; it's all steaming. Oh. Oh. <laughs> not gonna lie, I used to friend's pee once. So <clears throat> the technique is you gotta strap it to your leg. There you go. The penis. That's what or? I heard. No, the no, the, no, the no, bag no. Of not my pee. third leg. Not the third leg. <laughs> The bag of pee, you got to put it on your bladder or your leg or something to absorb the body heat, right? To get it to your yeah. body temperature. That's what it is. He's got the penis Pretty soon that should be all gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legalization of cannabis. So there you go, kids. That's how you pass a drug test. Nice. Nicely done. On that note, uh, we are finishing up our episode. Tune in tomorrow night, guys. Uh, 105.7 FM, 1057thebear.com. Stream it online anytime, anywhere. And, of course, hit us up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show. And thegaragerockshow.com. We always post up our podcast for you guys every week and uh, through uh, SoundCloud, Anchor FM, as well as iTunes. So check it out. Thanks, guys, for joining us this week in the garage. Rick and Morty, 70 more episodes. (laughs) That's right. All right, guys, have a good night. Raccoon. (laughs) Raccoon.